cones, this might be one of those rare form ones. Well, one of these ones where I get a little, I don't know. I'm feeling last couple of days, as you might have seen from some of the posts, a little bit cynical. I may, uh, let's just say, I may, I may project a little bit on this particular episode of the podcast. Uh, that, as well as, we're going to talk about some alternatives. You know what I mean? We all talk about, we've said it before, we've compared things to cruising, but in the wake of the suspension continuing, uh, no end in sight, we're going to talk a little bit about if you want to really get that cruise experience, that real kind of familiarity specifically to cruising, what are some of your best options? Here's a hint. Ted Cruz agrees with one of them. And by the way, back by popular demand... The lovely, talented, vivacious Beatrix. Let's start the show. Hey, yo, all aboard and welcome. It's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones, because we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights. Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. Yeah, we always be booked. We got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USBI. Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up. Because we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump. Finding pockets on the Lido. She ain't got to be a tent, because we did the things. And we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out. Because we got the drink back. And we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo There's a place Where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You could worries You could drive them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the all aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming to you not quite live from Long Island, Hewlett to be specific, New York. Just uh, where are we? We're basically, just to give you an idea of where we are, South Shore, Long Island, about, let's say, 25, 30 minute drive to Manhattan and probably an eight minute drive to the border of Long Island and Queens. Why are we doing geography right now? Just out of nowhere, I just randomly decided that you know what i think these the, the cones need today i think with i think they're dying for a geography lesson so let's do it all right so there is a lot going on uh gonna be a good show today as i mentioned before we are gonna have the lovely beatrix on uh, i wanted to the purpose of what we want to talk about today is going to be really okay this stuff's getting real we're going on a year and there is no end in sight don't let anybody tell you there is, because there isn't. Again, who knows? Maybe we'll get a test sailing announcement tomorrow. But, you know, I'm listening. I'm watching. And I'm here to call it like I see it. You know what I'm saying? Cruise tubers out there, people on the radio. There's a lot of optimism. It's probably not optimism, but I do understand. We got to keep the ratings up. We got to keep people interested. Uh, I'm here to tell you, there's no reason to think you're going on a cruise anytime soon. And that is the absolute truth. I see a lot of, you know, we're grabbing at straws out there, you know. Hopefully everybody realizes I don't say that in an adversarial way. I say it in a way to say that, you know what, we all have opinions out there. We all have, uh, you know, whatever uh, narratives that we want to subscribe to or narratives that we want to put out to the public. But again, you could watch all these things. I, I rarely miss any of them. I watch everybody. And uh, let's just call it what it is. Everybody kind of... You know, at least trying to delve in the world where there is a possibility that there's some reason that there might be a sign that, that we're going to be cruising again, but we're not. 
Okay? We're, there's not a sign. I mean, I'm gonna, we're not. I got to retract. We are going to cruise again, and it could happen soon. Okay? So, Mr. Cynical, I get it. You want to call me that? Call me that. You want to turn this off because you think I'm, uh, you know, I got a cruise booked in July, and I don't want to hear this guy. To, well, then turn it off. Turn it off if that's what you think. What are we, five-year-olds? Can we not lie to each other? Can we look at the landscape and really understand that there is no reason to think that anybody's going on any cruise anytime soon? And that's it. So let's just embrace it. Let's have fun with it. Let's let's talk about other things that we can do. I've talked about it again, and it's a lot of talk so far. I talked to Nicole, and Nicole said uh, maybe we're going to get together and plan this trip. To maybe it's a combo trip. Maybe it is a Nashville slash Gatlinburg combo trip. I think I'm going to do both. Why would I not do both? Because I'm going to be driving anyway, as you know, via the uh, non-existence of uh, air travel for me. But it is what it is. So there's a couple of things, you know, I just watch, again, I watch and I watch and I watch and I see a lot of people talking about, well, here's the reason why we think this might happen. Or here's the reason why we might be a little closer because of this. And then I just get like, ah, oh, really? Come on. Let's, uh, I don't know if we believe this stuff. I don't know if we're just putting it out there to keep people interested. But again, I'm not refused to take part in it. So let's talk about a couple of things. Oh, first of all, yeah, personal. Uh, yeah, do we talk about the um, more personal stuff? Like I have this restaurant I'm putting together. It's called the Ainsworth. It's in Hewlett, and uh, we're opening soon. Uh, what, is, what do I mean by soon? Uh, we do seem to keep pushing it back. Uh, now we're at least pushing it back on a day-to-day basis. It is 97.5% ready to go. Staff is trained. Uniforms are in hand. Computer system is up and running. Everything's ready to go. There's just some technical details. And for whatever reason, the the owners do want to, I guess, maybe make sure that everything is right. So we did push things back in a matter of a couple of days. Right now, as we sit here, the timeline is we're going to do some friends and family in, a, in a, uh, what are we thinking? Probably um, Thursday and Friday. And then we'll open to the public on either Tuesday or Wednesday. So we're there. Everything's looking good. The food is good. The drinks are good. I mean, I'm here to tell you it is definitely a place that you're going to want to check out. That's all I could say. It is what it is. Um, a lot of stress that comes with that opening week. And I want to give a big shout out to Carol for putting that post up. She does totally understand, uh, you know, Opening a new business and having all the T's crossed and the I's dotted can be a little bit daunting, especially when there is so much at stake. And uh, yeah, it's uh, physically and mentally uh, a little bit of a grind. And we're getting there. We're getting through it. And Patreons, I want to apologize to you. Only got a couple out this week. I told you this was going to be a little bit of a hell week. And I do want to remind everybody, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. And uh, you can be a Patreon, a patron, a.k.a. a super cone for just $5 a month. It's really not a lot of money, guys. That is uh, less than a less than less than a way less than a dollar a day. You know what I mean? Remember those commercials for the price of a cup of coffee? Turned out, I think, turned out they were all like a scam. You know what I mean? That's the thing about charities nowadays. You got to watch out. Again, don't get me when I'm cynical. Here's what I did today. I wanted to do three freaking things, right? I wanted to do three things. I wanted to get a nice, a, a good coffee. This drink, my Sunday coffee, is a little bit more of a treat. Okay, it's a mocha cookie crumble. Have you had that from Starbucks? Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. I also wanted to get some Drano. 
because since the day I moved in here, the damn thing has been clogged, and I'm the damn. Uh, I've had enough. I've had enough standing in my guys. What are we gonna lie to each other? You ever, ever pee in the shower? Ever pee in the shower? I've peed in the shower. Okay, every once in a while, you don't you don't manage your time effectively, and there has to be a pee in the shower. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. In my teenage years, I peed in the shower from land. It's happened before. I don't know about you. If you're too good for that, or you know, you guys out there, you don't pee in the shower at all. Everybody's perfect, but it is what it is. But, you know, since I moved in here, the drain was clogged a little bit. And I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we we, we don't, I I figured, okay, well, it was a manageable level in the beginning. But then it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? You got to you got to you got to get the Drano. So I went to go get the Drano. Uh, went to a place called Food Town, uh, a chain of grocery stores like the Piggly Wiggly might be. But the Food Town was a Long Island institution. Food Town or Pathmark. Those were the two stores that we had to deal with. Now the major nationwide shop rights, the uh, Wall Bombs, the King Collins, they've moved in. Dare I say Trader Joe's, dare I say Whole Foods, they've all moved in. And very rarely do you see a Pathmark or a Food Town nowadays. But I went to Food Town, and again, every week nowadays you see why there's a little bit of a breakdown in society, a societal breakdown that you'll see. And it was evident on display, front-facing today at Food Town. There must have been 11 or 12 people shopping. One person on checking people out and probably no less than 54 people in the one line. And yes, the one line did go all the way up the aisle. There were about six other people in the store that were control. Guys, okay, you're going to get me start screaming here. There were six people controlling this line, making sure people stayed in line. Okay, that's what they were doing, controlling the line. While one person checked people out. What, what, what do we see wrong there? And 14 people shopping. Maybe. So I didn't know this until I got my Drano. Got the Drano, saw the line. I was like, you're out of your mind. Are you crazy? So I walked up and just took a shot. Knowing, you know, because of a societal breakdown, I would go up to the customer service desk and say, hey, can I just check this out right here? This is all I'm buying. I put it on the desk. She said, no, absolutely not. Uh, You have to wait in line just like everybody else. I said goodbye. Uh, The Drano stayed on the desk, and that's what happened. And then for some reason, like Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, like right, like these places, they're like Chick-fil-A. They're like uh, machines. You know what I mean? You go through them, and it's like if they're good at anything, it's speed. I find the one Starbucks that's slow. I go to the one Starbucks that you, if you go into this Starbucks, whether there's four people in line or whether there's 18 people in line, you're going to be in there for 20 minutes, okay? So again, of course, I was in there for more than 20 minutes. Aside from them being slow as F, there was a guy online arguing about his smartphone and how to access either a coupon or a, I don't know, priority delivery thing. I don't know what he was arguing about, but he occupied the only one that was checking people. It was basically taking orders for a good, I don't know, seven minutes. Seemed like 13 minutes, but it was seven minutes probably. And then this damn thing. I've been cursed ever since I saw a podcast, Chris D'Elia, who was canceled, but now he seems like he's coming back. Uh, he, he, 
he had this coffee drink and I had no idea what it was. It was like basically an iced coffee looking drink, but it had pieces of cookies stuck to the sides from where he had drank. And I was like, that looks like almost like a milkshake. I found out what it was. It was a, it was a, it was a iced, uh, cookie crumble mocha frappuccino or whatever. I don't like saying it either during the week, Monday through Saturday, business coffee drink. That's just a Trente cold brew. That's it. Trenta. Trente? Trenta? I don't know. Whatever it is. It's a cold brew. Black. And I drink it. That's it. That's business. That's business caffeine. Sunday is treat caffeine. So I get the mocha, frappa, whatever, jerk off, cafe, whatever. So I get that. But since the day I got it, it had these nice chocolate cookie crumbles in it. And you would suck it up through the straw and you would get a little chew you do a little chew fest you get that sweet every i've probably gotten this drink four or five times every single time it's deteriorated in quality okay to now it's where the point where they just put the frappuccino in there and they they drop a little cookie crumble on the top so you don't even get it until you get to the bottom this is what i'm talking about you want to ask me why i'm cynical and then the third thing was Burger King. Yes, I'm not proud of it. I said it out loud. It helps when you say things out loud. Burger King. I got the Burger King. Tomorrow, I go all in. I start. I have lost six pounds. I don't want to talk about numbers yet. I do not want to talk about numbers as far as weight goes because we are in uncharted waters. Doing good. The strength is there. Still benching what I need to bench press. Still curling when I need to curl. I'm happy with the strength. But the weight is still at a level that I would call uncharted waters. So, all right, let's get into some stuff here. I am sorry, and I, I, I'm sorry, I'm apologetic and thankful that you guys uh, give me and indulge me that ability to give that rant to you guys. So thank you. So it's going to get worse, probably. Vaccines, let's talk about vaccines. Crystal Cruise Line announced that you're going to have to have a vaccine if you want to cruise or sail on their ships, which that also is probably the same thing as far as crew goes as well. Okay, so the crew is probably going to have to be vaccinated. You are definitely going to have to be vaccinated when cruising returns to Crystal. Okay, so what does that tell you guys? Does that does that give you any information? It really, really should. Talk about the vaccines right now. Joe, 35 years old. Shout out to Austin Maxwell. Killing it on TikTok continuously. But a young, handsome, viral, vibrant, vibral, vibral. What, how do you say it? Kid, you know, got a lot of piss and vinegar. He's killing the game out there. Shout out to Kanga Coolers. But he's out there doing his thing, enjoying himself. Uh, he's He wants a vaccine tomorrow. Let's just say he wants a vaccine. Guess what? Well, Mr. Maxwell, here's the checklist. You don't check any of the boxes for someone who's allowed to get the vaccine. And this is what I'm talking about. So this is like me. I want the vaccine. I would love the vaccine. I'm an old, oldish restaurant working slob. <laughs> you guys happy to see my confidence level? Is that, is, that, is that the height that it is? No. Listen, I, I'm in the restaurant industry. I'm technically eligible for the vaccine. Okay? I can't get the vaccine. Uh, my sister is, in, uh, is an educator. It educates children. 
and she got the vaccine. My sister has uh, an, an inordinate amount of time to be able to sit online and refresh, as she puts it, like it's tr- like you're trying to get a wristband for concert tickets. I don't have that kind of time. I tried that a couple of times. I go in there, nothing. And then I finally see Jones Beach, Long Island. Yes, you are eligible. And I'm looking at the times. 2 p.m. What time is good for you? All right, 2 p.m. I'll do 2 p.m. If I got to go, I'll go. Let's go. I'm getting excited. I'll get the vaccine. Uh, Yeah, this is for April 4th. (laughs) So here's what I'm trying to say. Here's my ultimate point when it comes to this stuff, guys. If you think this is not political, this is regardless of how you feel about the vaccine. They're telling people that they have to be vaccinated in order to get on these cruise ships. Not only the guests, the staff. So if the staff is going to have to get vaccines, think about what's going to have to happen in order for you to get back on a cruise ship. And we're talking crystal here. We're not talking anybody else. We don't know what the other cruise lines are going to do as far as, you know, uh, you know the, 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 is the crew going to have to be vaccinated? Are you going to have to be vaccinated? Our families, our grandparents, whoever, I don't know. But as a restaurant worker who works six days a week in a restaurant right now for multiple hours a day. And yes, I am opening my restaurant, but I'm also working in the Mexican concept a couple of doors down. As you guys know, I'm in the I'm in the trenches every day. I am eligible for the vaccine because of that. I can't get the vaccine, right? I can't get it. You're hearing about elderly people that can't get it because they don't have uh, they're not at risk per se on paper for a certain amount of things. You're hearing all sorts of disaster stories about people who want the vaccine and cannot get the vaccine. Take a step back. Do you think you wanting to go on a crystal cruise this way? There's demand for that, right? So now you want to go on a crystal cruise in order to satisfy your wanting to go on a cruise. They are going to have to skip the line with a bunch of people who work on these cruise ships, a bunch of people who are going to go on these cruise ships. That's not going to happen. My point is, is that it will be a PR disaster if the cruise lines, any cruise line that is saying you're going to have to get a vaccine before you cruise with us. You're not just that's it. You're not cruising for a long time, at least until the vaccines are ready, readily available to all the at risk groups, quote unquote, at risk groups. Okay, because let's just say I want to get a vaccine as a restaurant worker. I can't until April or whenever it is, or I try and I can't because it's just whatever. There's just too much of a, um, you know, it's too congested online. The line is too congested. I can't find an appointment. There are no appointments. I cannot get it. But hold on, we want to get Crystal Cruises off, so let's have all these 22, 24, 31, 38, 26-year-old cruise ship employees vaccinated because we have to get people back on pleasure cruises. Now, I'm not saying I have a problem with that, but from a nationwide, from a world, from a global standpoint, That's not going to happen because the PR value of that, me, I can't get a vaccine, but, you know, Ming Kai from from the Philippines can get one, even though he's perfectly in good health and he's 24 years old and he works out every day and he's he's an entertainer, he can get one. Why? Well, why does he get to? Well, because you know what? There's people who want to sit around on, on, on cruise ships and eat and, and swim and go on vacation. 
So this guy is going to jump the line over, you know, Ethel, who's 69 and lives in Tennessee. And so you know what I'm saying? My point is, is that once that becomes to, into fruition and all that stuff is brought to light, and the, as long as they're telling you that you cannot cruise before there's a vaccine or the cruise is vaccinated, understand that it's not going to happen until the vaccine is readily available to everybody that is considered to be at risk or probably everybody everybody if people just want the vaccine you can't give cruise ship employees the vaccine and let them skip the line just so pleasure cruising can resume right so that's why i try to tell you just don't get excited about cruising just yet because it's probably going to be a minute which is the reason for the main topic of today's show and again i'm going to say it again I'm not arguing for one or the other. I'm not arguing politically that that's the right decision or the wrong decision. I'm just saying A plus B, I'm just using logic and common sense here. The world will have so much public relations kickback if cruising is allowed to start up again and perfectly healthy crew members are getting vaccines before at-risk people are that the, the world's head will spin. No, no. What are you? What are we talking about? That can't happen. So, so that's the other reason. So, step back and wait in line. It's not going to happen yet. To say nothing of the fact that still we do not have one test cruise announced. And I said what I said on the. I said what I said on Facebook. I'm not saying that I demand to cruise right now. I'm not saying that we should be able to cruise right now. I'm not saying anything. And perhaps it was a little bit of a minute of frustration, which you can clearly see him having. But the thing is, is that we they don't know. You know what I mean? What are they supposed to say if they don't know, right? Maybe I should calm down a little because they don't have the answer. I'm just saying, if they don't have the answer, they don't have the answer. But uh, it seemed like we were getting close, right? Didn't it seem like we were getting close to that conference? Shout out to Scott of Scott and Kara Stevenson. Um, you know, he sent us that link. So we could eavesdrop on that meeting at Port of Miami with all the dignitaries. Arnold Donald, everybody. I mean, every time I see Arnold Donald, I'm sorry. I've mentioned it to you guys. You just never trust the guy with two first names. Don't trust the guy with two first names. And Arnold Donald says that. I'm kidding, Arnold. I think I'm kidding. I don't know. You do look like a little bit of a villain. When you do that smile, you look like a man who has a lot of money and a lot of power. And doesn't always use it in the right way. I have no idea why I'm saying that. He just has, he's a really good looking guy. And he just has that evil, just like, kind of like, yeah, how are you? I'm I'm about to take your money. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I know that. Shout out to Cruise Industry News. Cruise Industry News, one of the most, usually one of the most reliable places to get your cruise information. They're even in on the act. Go on cruiseindustrynews.com and cruise uh, a look under cruise news, cruise index. You know what their headlines are? This is supposed to be the um, you know the Walter Cronkites, the 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 nonpartisan, just give me the facts type scenario. You know what they have up there? They have uh, the first couple of news stories are uh, they lead with when Norwegian will sail again, estimated by ship. Uh, Another story, when each of the major cruise line plans to sail again. Another story, latest info on when MSC cruises, cruises ships may start sailing again. 
Three out of the four first four stories are littered with this garbage when the reality is you have no idea. And if you do, you don't put any of that information in the freaking article. I don't know why Scott Godolf bent out of shape today. Scott, I, I put I put up today, let's talk about other alternatives. We're not going on cruises soon. This is still okay. We can still live our lives and have fun. We're a community that's tight, that's tight right now. Everybody listening, we're tight. You know what I mean? We want to cruise, but I like to think that we're kind of on the level where if we could talk about things other than cruising because we're at that level. Like I said, we're, we're, we're a community. Uh, Scott was like, no, I want to cruise now. And he jumped on and called Celebrity. Same thing. What do we think? We're going to get information? Do you think they're going to be transparent with us? Then I do calm down. Like today, I did calm down after that post from yesterday. After I said, your government is basically the government, whatever, the powers that be, they are being reckless and brash with their ability to just tell you, no, we're not telling you shit and we don't have to. So I was like insulted by that. And I was just like feeling insulted by that. And then today I'm thinking... Well, they don't know. And what are they supposed to say? So that was cruise industry news giving us, uh, you know, at the top of the cruise news is when might Norwegian sail again? You just know everybody's going to click on that. You know, they have the average cruises who discover that website every day and just search things and things like that. That's probably one of the most searched things by people who booked a cruise a couple of years ago or novices. They're like, when will we cruise again? And then boom, that article pops up at the top and they get a bunch of hits and they sell a bunch of ads. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, MSC, MSC announced more details on their newest cruise ship, the MSC Seashore. And that is the first in their line of their new class of ships, the Seaside Evo class. And we'll continue with the cynicism. I mean, can, how, can we stop naming classes of ships as add-ons to the already existing names of classes? The lines become so gray. You don't know. Is the Norwegian Escape a breakaway class ship? Well, no. Well, maybe. Kind of. Well, it's a breakaway plus class ship. So, I don't know. Well, there's only two breakaway plus class ships. Well, no. The Escape is one of them. No, but I thought that's breakaway plus. No, well, yeah, it's kind of breakaway, but it's kind of breakaway plus. I mean, this is what this is this is this was started with Norwegian. Started with the breakaway. And that was the breakaway and the getaway and then they moved up. Breakaway plus, right? Then I then Royal Caribbean I forgot. So they did the same thing. They did Quantum, right? Quantum was a Quantum class ship, and then the, I don't know when they started with the Quantum Ultra. Okay, so it went to Breakaway Plus, Quantum Ultra. Then MSC jumps into the into into the routine, and they got the Seaside class, right? Now it's the Seaside Evo class. I'm guessing that stands for Evolution or Evolved. Or something. MSC. Of all the shit you can copy, is that what you copy? How about trying to copy the the fact that your buffet is a glorified charcuterie board? Or however that charcut charcut you gonna get me you think I'm gonna say that right? Charcuterie. Crotur Crotruterie. Charcuterie. Chakura. Carl. I don't know. But your, your buffet is basically a piece of cheese and a piece of meat sitting together with each other. How about infusing some sort of resemblance of the American pop culture experience on board your cruise ships? 
How about copying some of the good ideas instead of, you know what? All these cruise lines are renaming their classes of ships similar just like the previous class of ships with just a little bit of a extra pop to it, an extra zing to it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this ship is going to be amazing. Okay, let's get excited about the ship. What they're putting on it, some of the things that you know I like, uh, the Cabaret Lounge. And you know, the MSCC side burst onto the scene. They were showing renderings of this cruise ship long before it even existed. And we were all taken aback by it. I was putting up pictures of the freaking computer-generated renderings of it, the schematics. It was gorgeous. That back of that ship revolutionized the industry. Virgin copied it. I think uh, Carnival sort of copied it. Uh, you know, with that kind of condo-looking layout with the pool at the base of it that's much closer to the sea than most of the pools that you'll see. Um, so we're all excited about that. But then what they did was add the fact that they're going to put the cabaret lounge there. And the cabaret lounge is sort of like maybe what you would call, uh, maybe borrowed from Royal Caribbean's, uh, club 270 or lounge 270, which is like that, you know, 270 degree, I guess, what would you call it? Just view a panoramic view of the, of the ocean. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, it did piss me off. Like, can we just name different classes of ships? Different classes of ships. One A, one B, two A, two B. It gets a little confusing. Uh, they also got a specialty restaurant called Chef's Court on deck eight, and that will be uh, as part of a district of bars and restaurants right near that whole kind of uh, pool area, that base of that condo area. Um, they do a great job. There's actually going to be, I think, six, five or six pools on board. Uh, six pools in total, and that they're they're putting an infinity pool down on that little deck, the deck eight where that condo area is, the aft portion of the ship, and then they're uh they're gonna add, and this pissed me off too today. I heard that they're putting in a magrodome pool, a magrodome, magrodome pool, okay, magrodome, magrodome, rag magrodome. So now I gotta run around the internet trying to get on the phone and find out what this magrodome is. After searching three different sites, finally getting on uh, no, nowhere to be found, I just isolated the word magronym, and I find that it's an indoor pool. So I got to go look all over the half the internet to find out that we're just talking about an inside pool. That's it. The ship is going to be 1,100 feet long, which will be the longest in the fleet. There's going to have there's going to be a steakhouse, right? It's going to be called the Butcher's Cut. That sounds delectable, doesn't it? And it's going to do something that I said that steakhouses should do a long time ago. Starting with me being on the Carnival Miracle and checking out the um, Nick and Nora Steakhouse, one of the best steakhouse experience I've ever had. But then they have all this outdoor deck space that's not used at all ever. And I was like, "Wait, they should just use. They should offer a al fresco steakhouse experience." Well, MSC is doing just that. I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time. One of these cruise lines are going to start hiring me. I mean. When I stop talking shit about them, to uh, to to design some of these things, um, there's over a 1,700 foot promenade, which is uh, cl- very close to the water, and obviously will connect you to the sea at an unprecedented level. And there is also 
a next level yacht club. Again, the ship within a ship experience, something that it's not the biggest thing for me. Um, no offense, AJ. I know you love the yacht club. You know, I like to be with the common people, and that is what it is. Um, they're also going to have a air sanitation lamp called Safe Air, and it's going to use UVC lamps that eliminate 99% of all viruses. And again, you keep it. What is with that extra 1%? Why is everything able to get get rid of 99% of everything? Why are we having so much trouble with that last percent? I think I heard a comedian say it. I think they were saying it about calories. but it's And I'm stealing it kind of, but it's true. They were finally able to do it with the soda. Just one calorie. You remember that, old people? Old people out there. You remember when you know Diet Coke was just one small calorie? That was their marketing campaign. Just one can some comedian came out. What well, what's with the other calorie? They figured it out. But these germs and the viruses, I think ninety-nine percent is probably a legal thing, right? You know? If you get sick, <laughs> you're protected. I got sick. You said this thing gets rid of ninety-nine percent of the freaking uh well, yeah, it must have been the one percent. Must have been that one percent. Oh well, can't sue. I don't know. MSC also has this robot. I don't know. I don't know that it's going to go on seashore. This is, uh, by the way, the seashore is this ship. Say that fast. Uh, she sells seashores at the seashore, seaside. No, the seashore is the name of the ship. Uh, uh, they do have a new ship that's ahead of the game. That's pretty. That they already took delivery on, and that is the Virtuosa from MSC. And I don't know that the Rob the Robot is going to be on the seashore, but it is going to be on the Virtuosa, which is a uh, on the I don't know what class of ships it is. It could be the Meravia or it could be the Meravia Plus or the Meravia Buy or the Meravia. I don't know whatever it is, but it's the Meravia. I think they upgraded their class of ships. So they have two classes within the Meravia class of ships. And the Virtuosa is on that next level one. It's a little bit bigger. I don't know. But they call in this robot Rob. And again, talking about originality. Anybody who got in early with Nintendo knows that you can't call the freaking robot Rob. I mean, Rob, if you had Nintendo, it took about three weeks to realize Rob the robot was useless. You know what I mean? Like you need Rob the robot to play Duck Hunter. You need Rob the robot to play any of these games, right? But nevertheless, Rob was the robot. And guess, I guess we get the name from Rob is the first three letters of the name robot. But MSC, with having no in, uh, no hesitation in, uh, I guess, stealing concepts. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't want Rob the robot to show up at my front door with duct tape uh, and a shovel. I don't want that either. Rob the Robot, welcome. I don't think you're going to be on the seashore, but you're on the Virtuosa, so it's great to have you. Let me calm down. Let's take a breath. Let's get get, get some fresh air, and let's have a conversation with the lovely, talented, vivacious, classy, and promiscuous Beatrix. It's going to be easier, but yeah, this is not the good part. I used to hate these, and I didn't even do a lot of yeah. How you doing, all right? Yeah, I'm making dinner. You're making dinner. Yeah. We're doing a podcast. Just, How are you gonna make dinner? I know. I just have to stick it in the oven, and that's it. I'm putting together some Hungarian cabbage dish. 
Mm. It's really good, actually. I have zero doubt. What? I have zero doubt. Zero doubt on what? That it's very good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's super good. It looks good. It tastes good. It smells good. Last time when I was on your podcast and I re-listened when you, when you posted it, I was screaming the whole time. I annoyed myself. No, you did not annoy at all. It was good. No, I think I was talking way too loud. No, so I don't know if you can balance the sound or something, or maybe I'll just whisper. <laughs> no, you did perfect. It's all in your mind. No, I, I double-checked, triple-checked. I hated it. Yeah, you hated it, but everyone so else what's, loved what's, it. So what? No, I don't think so. The last one wasn't all that great. I wasn't happy with the Aruba one. You you were mistaken. Everybody loved it. It was great. Okay. You're gonna do. Great. What are we talking about? Um, alternatives to cruising ideas. Okay. And how is Key? How is Key West coming into picture? Because I feel like that might be an alternative to cruising. N our trip or just going to Key West? Going to Key West. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. I actually follow a girl on Instagram that I was watching on a reality show. She's from Philly, and she and her husband moved down to Key West for two or three months to kind of ex escape winter, yeah. and the pandemic started getting to them. Yeah, They admitted to it. They said they were kind of cracking. So they rented a house for three months, and they now live in Key West, and they love every second of it. Oh, really? Yeah. They're really cute. I like them. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um. All right. Well, let's go. Okay. I have to sit down and pay attention. I don't even know where it's going to go. I'm just going to have fun. <clears throat> okay. Don't edit it. You don't have to edit it. Don't waste your time editing. If I have to edit, I have to edit. If I don't, I don't. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Are you done, done scraping? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost. Yeah, know. I'm done. I'll right. stop. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are back, and we are not back alone. We are back with the lovely, vivacious, talented, promiscuous Beatrix. Beatrix, how are you today? I'm good. What an intro. What an intro. As always, and well-deserved. All of it accurate, right? Uh, I don't know about the promiscuous, but <laughs> I tried to sneak that one by. You caught it. All right. Well, Of course fine. I caught it. All right. So what's going on? So uh, Beatrix has some breaking news for us. And uh, it actually, you may have seen it on the news. You may have, um, I don't know. I don't know if it caught your radar or whatever, but you were, I heard you were uh, vacationing with Ted Cruz recently. Oh, in Cancun. Yes. <laughs> yes. It wasn't with him, but it was the same location. Oh, so you yes. weren't with Ted Cruz actually. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Actually, I left by the time he's got there. I think we, we, we were about a day apart. Okay, because I saw some pictures. He was getting his hair braided and stuff like that. So you guys weren't and there. He was, okay. he was on a different section in Cancun than I was. There, I mean, how big is Cancun? I mean, come on. It's pretty big, actually. I was about 20 minutes from the airport, and that's still considered Cancun. And he was at the Ritz-Carlton. I don't know how far that is from the airport. Okay. All right. Well, the purpose of today's show, so like I said, I was—I mean, wait, wait till you hear the uh, intro rant before you, Beatrix. I was, 
I think I might have been, I'm glad you're here because I feel like you're going to calm me down a little bit because I was kind of going off the edge a little bit. Um, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is all crazy times, trying times, dare I say. And for lack of better terms, we are all in vacation turmoil right now. Uh, some people are taking things into their own hands. And last week's episode, I just talked about just a little bit more fondly and poetically, ideally reminiscing about the things that I miss about cruising. And I think, you know, as we get more information and things start to reveal themselves, I really don't see when we're going back, right? Anytime in the next couple of months, it just doesn't seem like we are. If that's the case, taking a logical standpoint, I'm thinking like, well, what are our alternatives? And if we really, really do love cruising, I wanted to step in and I posed it to the audience and I know you recently did another vacation because far be it from a pandemic to get you to stop traveling. And I do understand that. What are we to do? What if we love that cruise life? What are we? What can we do to try to wedge a little bit into our current options from a vacation standpoint? And you went to Cancun, right? I did. I went to an all-inclusive. Okay, so you went to the, you know, the the cousin-in-law of cruising. You did an all-inclusive. Where'd you stay? Uh, the hotel actually was a resort. It was called the Royalton Riviera Cancun. But I'm curious to see what did the other cones say. Like, what would be what would be an alternative to cruising? All right, so let's go into it now. I mean, I didn't really look. I posed the question a couple of hours ago. Scott, like I said, said no and no. My uh, post prompted Scott for some reason to get on the phone. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine being this poor celebrity representative? They're just at home. They're all working from home, right? So they probably got a kid in one hand, a vacuum in the other. Maybe they're eating dinner. Maybe they got to. And all of a sudden, Scott calls them up. Excuse me. I'd like to know right now, when can we cruise again? And this lady is just trying to cook dinner or hang out. Or this guy is trying to just, uh, you know, kick his heels up, spend some time with his family. He's got Scott threatening him with uh, cruise questions. That's hysterical. He actually called to ask this question? Yeah, he said uh, no and no to my post. And he goes, calling celebrity now. You have motivated me with this post. That's hysterical. Oh, my God. I can only imagine that sales rep, though, on the other end of the line. I think he got off the phone with them a little while ago. I think he turned them on to the podcast. He said that they were a fan of Lalita Loca's YouTube channel. So I guess it ended up being a good conversation, but... Uh, maybe it was maybe it was a welcome conversation because all of it they probably used to dealing with uh, is my cruise canceled yet or can I get points I need a refund or this and that yeah and all of a sudden yeah. they get this madman from Pennsylvania demanding cruise information and they just start shooting the shit about cruising for a little while right I think that's so funny that he actually made this call I think it is too but good for you Scott uh, Austin Maxwell. Uh, borderline celebrity within our group. Uh, you may have uh, recognized him from TikTok. Uh, you may have re- recognized him from Shark Tank on ABC, or just a uh, general entrepreneur, owner, CEO of Kanga Coolers. He says PCB is always available in Royal Palms and Grand Cayman, and what he's talking about is pure cruise bliss. That mm-hmm. moment on any cruise where you're just chilling and all is right in the world. I cannot, uh, as I sit right here in this snow-filled state in the middle of Long Island with the wind whipping through, in the middle of a restaurant opening where Ugh. I'm surrounded by boxes and glasses and people I've never met before and just total lunacy, I could tell you officially that I am probably about as far as PCB as that I've ever been in my life. Probably. 
it sounds terrible what you just described (laughs) yeah but you're a fan of grand cayman right i love it i love grand cayman so what do you like about grand cayman uh oh tough question uh just the overall ambiance i always like the islands when you're free to roam around and rent a car and go places and there are some islands where you can't do that they they recommend that you stay within the resort and it's dangerous and this and that grand cayman is is a pretty safe island so i remember going there i was there twice uh once on a land-based vacation and once it was a cruise stop and uh, we rented the car. We basically explored the entire island. So basically the safety is what, what makes it appealing to me. You just touched on something great because you don't always talk about that because I could tell you some of my top two or three favorite places to cruise to are places that, yeah, you do not want to find yourself off the beaten path, right? Yeah, yeah. And there are quite a few of those islands in the Caribbean. There really, really are. Anything mm. specific? Uh, you know, uh, Austin mentions Royal Palms. Um, I guess that's a resort. Uh, he also mentioned a now defunct bar and uh, restaurant, or uh, I guess pool, swim up bar pool area that we heard recently had been closed. But you know, what you just said makes so much sense. Aside from the beautiful hotels, aside from the beautiful restaurants and things like that. You can go anywhere you want in Grand Grand Cayman, and I could vouch for that. Last time I went on a cruise, uh, I went to that Turtle Hospital, which was was really cool, I have to admit. Oh, I went there too, and we both have been to hell and back. Yes, we've been been to hell, through hell, and back. Uh, It's hot as hell. Uh, (laughs) Hell has a post office. All the idiosyncrasies and um, uh, puns they try to crowbar into hell, there's no shortage of them when you go there. There's also a bar called Calico Jacks, which is obviously dear to my heart because I worked at a different Calico Jacks in New so York City I. for over a decade. I so met, that's, where we, that's where we met. Jacks, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what? It is uh, Seven Mile Beach is the beach there, right? Yes. And it's a beautiful white sand beach. And Very it, nice beach. And it's not Seven Miles. Not really. No. They just call it Seven Mile Bridge. I mean, uh, beach. All right. Let's go to Chris Decker. In late April, we will be at the Holiday Inn Resort in Panama City Beach, man. You want to talk memories. Uh, Has movies by the pool with popcorn. See, this is Chris is good, man. Chris is doing it right. Uh, Movies by the pool with popcorn at night, a poolside DJ during the day, live bands, and even fire dances some nights. The Lazy River will be finished by then, and all rooms have a view to the beach. Going to be the closest to cruising, I think. Chris Decker answered this question with exactly what I was looking for. That's awesome. That's basically a cruise ship that he described. Kind of. You know what I mean? Being able to kind of watch movies outside by the beach. Um, Obviously, the DJ stuff is great. Uh, Live bands, fire dances. Uh, The Lazy River. I I mean, have you ever done a Lazy River? No, but I worked at a hotel that had one. And you didn't do it? it No, I did not. Oh gosh, Beatrix, the lazy rivers are so nice. The, the one, the 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 best one I've experienced is uh, the one in Nassau at Atlantis. So mm-hmm. so nice. Um, nice. But yeah, and then Panama City in general. Have you ever been there? Never. Have you? Yeah, I've been there. Um, <laughs> I can tell you, it's on what they call the Redneck Riviera, and uh, it is Florida, but it's a long way away from your kind of Florida. I'll just say that. Yes. Different Florida, yeah, for sure. If 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 uh, 
if Alabama had a Florida, this would be it. <laughs> uh, Beatrix Tunyogi, is that how you say your last name? Tunyogi. Tunyogi. No, you're putting you're putting the emphasis in the wrong syllable. Well, I've only known you for twenty years, so that's fine. It, um, it's okay. This is an all inclusive. Uh, I just got home from Cancun, Royalton Riviera. We're going to hear about that in a little while. Chris Barnett says we went to Cancun in July. Uh, I don't know if he saw, did see or did not see uh, Ted Cruz uh, in October. It felt like a cruise <laughs> being able to go to eat and drink without worrying about carrying a cash or a wallet. So that's a big one, just the mindset of just walking around. And just mm-hmm. your presence there allows you access to the food and beverage. And booking an excursion felt the same too. Uh, very nice not to worry about driving and being responsible or being where you need to be. So I think that makes sense. Um, have you, he went to Cancun in July. I don't know. I guess so. And October. He yeah. went to Cancun in July and October. Right. So that's so that's good. Obviously, see this is the this is the question. Let me ask you this. He obviously liked it, so he went back. Um do you think this is going to cut into the cruise industry by having people be exposed to all-inclusive destinations that they almost otherwise wouldn't have? I think so. Plus, maybe a lot of people tried all-inclusive now for the first time. I did. This was my very first all-inclusive ever. And uh, you you get a feel for it, and it's not bad. I'm telling you. So maybe a lot of people will decide against cruise vacation to go to an all-inclusive land-based vacation. So it may not be a good thing after all. You'd have to think so, right? Like, I don't think that I would ever want an all-inclusive over a cruise, but you have to think that just the numbers are numbers. So if, you know, 100,000 people decided to go to an all-inclusive and had never done that and only doing that because they can't go on a cruise, you'd have to think that at least 10% of them will say, hey, man, I like this. This ain't so bad. I'm going to do this from now on. Um, Exactly. He continues having games by the pool, similar to what Chris Decker said. And then he also says that feeling after you check in and you go to your room and realize this is your home for a week, walking out to the pool for the first time and seeing the blue water and it felt like a cruise. Mm. But Chris, hit me up. Hit me up. uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. You do make it sound poetic and romantic and all that stuff. But is it something that you might consider doing as an alternative even when cruising comes back, let me know. Um, Debbie Parker, Diamond Disco Debbie Parker. Check out the <laughs> Debbie Parker podcast. Debbie Parker's podcast is called Smiling for Success, and I definitely recommend checking that out. She says, for me, this is a square peg in a round hole. Can't make it fit. I have lots of awesome vacation stuff I've done and will do, but for different reasons not the cruise vibe. So she's basically saying she loves going on vacation. Cruising is not the only form of travel she loves. But as far as trying to compare the two, she's saying, yeah, it's just probably not going to happen. What do you think? Do you think we're reaching a little bit by trying to compare any forms of travel to a cruise? Or you think we're just trying to basically, you know, get a little taste of what we know we love? What do you think, Beatrix? I don't think we're reaching too far. They're very comparable. Very, very or comparable. I don't know what's the right Either way one to is say. fine. You did great either way. Um. But yeah, they are indeed. Like it's basically the same thing, except that you're on the water on a cruise ship, but in an all-inclusive, just like Chris described it, you have everything you have on a cruise ship. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have everything, but you know, 
What 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 is that that you don't have on an all inclusive that you have on a ship minus the ocean and the docking in different cities every morning? Well, I just liked I like the fact that well those are two big ones you just said them you know what I mean being on the ocean knowing that you're on an adventure knowing that today you're having a good time in one island but tomorrow you're going to be at a completely different place that you know well it's only one thing it's a huge thing for me you know what I mean I really really do enjoy that and just knowing that you can have access to whatever port you're in from a food and beverage and entertainment standpoint or you have your cruise as an option for food beverage and entertainment standpoint whereas an all-inclusive listen I'm not going to have a bad time on it. I'm telling you that. I'm going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy ourselves. But it's not nearly going to be the same. And I would definitely stop short of really saying it's uh, it, it's it, it's similar. But I know I am reaching. The whole point of this podcast is to be reaching to see if we can find a few things that are out there that can duplicate the cruise experience at any rate whatsoever. Um. Trixie. Trixie says, we go camping on the Shenandoah River. I love to cook and spend about a month planning a menu to entice my crew. That'll do it. I like that. If I'm, I like Trixie. If I'm chilling and I'm kind of in the office, busy at work, and I know I got a vacation in three weeks, and I know Trixie uh, loves to plan the food aspect of it, and all of a sudden I get a text message of a dish that I know she's going to make, that's what it's all about. We talk about cruising all the time and vacations all the time, and, you know, again, I'm bar. I'm gonna keep borrowing it. It is, <laughs> you know what I mean. It is Matt's. It's Matt coined the term the mental masturbation you do before the cruising of just thinking about all the things that are gonna come up. You know what I mean. What are you gonna do? What are gonna be the activities? What are we gonna eat? What are we gonna see? What are we gonna drink? And if uh, people I'm going with are like sending me previews of what the menu is gonna be, I'm into that. Um, she continues. She we have bacon wrapped. Bacon-wrapped fillets, cheddar planked salmon, rack of lamb, grilled leg of lamb, fried turkey, mimosas for breakfast, beer on the river, whiskey right after. Uh, There is usually a drink of the day, full kitchen with sink, prep table, gas grill, screened dining tent. We canoe on the, uh, or tube on the river. If tubing, the cats and dogs are on their own raft. Wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. The cats and, no cats. (laughs) (laughs) You're so stupid. Oh, no, no. The dog's capped in their own raft. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, there's no cats on the raft. Sorry. <laughs> tubing, the dog's capped in their own raft. We have a tube just for the beer cooler. We've seen uh, bear and bald eagles on the river. Nothing quite like having a... Well, you are getting a little non-cruisy. No bears on cruises, <laughs> from what i'm talking about or canadian geese take flight right in front of you love the chatter of the kingfish as they dart back and forth across the river uh at the right time in spring you can enjoy enjoy orioles there's a rope swing uh in the river adds excitement to our float once we reach camp we spend about an hour or so running class two a class two rapid in tubes uh, after our float, uh, after our float, land-based games such as cornhole or bocce ball ensue while dinner is prepared, and of course, fishing is always on the agenda. If we have the right spot, we can hang hammocks and just relax for the afternoon. Like on a ship, you participate in the activities that interest you. Of course, it's always fun to just set a chair up on the riverbank and watch the novices flip. Uh, flip going through the rapids. We've done more than a few water rescues and are happy to. F- to fish unopened beers out of the river. Wow. 
happy to fish unopened beers out of the river river why because uh because they fall I, off the boats i don't know how that works uh, after dinner we play a variety of table or campfire games prize bag for kiddos or adults who win whatever game we're playing we've had cooking competitions mac and cheese gourmet s'mores uh, birthday celebrations costume contests at the end of the season camp out and the last weekend of october a printed schedule is sent in winter for the coming season so everybody can plan for the dates. We've oh, had as wow. many as 25 people, 12 canoes, but our core crew consists of a tight group of eight. No passport required. Don't have to worry about pre-cruise hotel or transportation to embarkation port. She's not kidding. All right. So as we see, Trixie is not messing around at all, is she? Not at all. That's a lot to do. I mean, there's almost too much to do, dare I say. Printed schedule yeah, is where, yeah. Well, the printed schedule can kind of like be just like the, uh, you know, the, the sheet of new, whatever they call it, the fun times or the- uh, Cruise compass. The cruise compass or whatever they use on the cruise ships. And it's kind of like your thing. You could take part in or ignore whatever you'd like probably, right? I guess that's how she's doing it. That's what she says. You can choose to do what you want to do. Yeah. And then Dorothy Haynes says, our visit to an all-inclusive in Jamaica, all your food and drinks are included, no responsibilities for a week, attentive and friendly staff. So that's pretty much what the Cones have said as of this point, as time of this recording. But I'd like to get your take on two things. All right, Beatrix? So uh, I went on one of them with you, and I've went on one of those same exact things without you. And then you did this Cancun thing. I don't have that experience yet, but... I want to talk first about your Cancun experience that you had the last couple of weeks. How was it? Was it really as nice as you thought it would be? It was really good, but this wasn't really planned. I I wanted to go somewhere because I need to get out every now and then. I somewhat need to resume my normal life. And I was staring at the Caribbean map and I was kind of deciding, okay, which island? And I had my mindset on Turks and Caicos. And... I texted a friend of mine and I said, hey, you want to go to Cur Turks and Caicos with me? And she says, no, but you should come to Mexico with us. We're leaving on Saturday. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> she goes, yeah, look into it. This is where we're going. This is when we're leaving. This is when we come back. She's flying from New York. Meet us there. I'm like, okay. Are you serious about this? Because you don't have to tell me twice to look into a vacation. And... Um, I started looking into it and the prices were very, very good. So they went for a week. I decided to join them for four days. So all this happened in a week's time. This was not a planned vacation. It just kind of fell in my lap. That kind of worked out perfectly. You were looking to go on a vacation and you were prepared to go solo if you had to. But then you had a friend who was like, hey, we're already going somewhere. And then you could just kind of piggyback that. So that was that sounds amazing, right? It's a per perfect scenario. <laughs> That's what happened. I was I was eyeing the first week of March and she said they were leaving on the 13th. I believe it was 13th of February. I'm like, OK, I'll, I guess we're going to leave on the 13th of February. So I booked it and half the time that they had booked because I didn't want to waste a lot of my vacation time. I'm still kind of saving it for hopefully Europe at some point this year. Um, so, yeah, I booked it. That's how Mexico happened. How, how long did you stay there? four days so it was a four-day trip so it was a quick yeah. little in and out what did uh what what stood out give me some highlights the flight was actually shorter 
than the time spent in the airport. Can you believe that? The flight time was less than an hour and a half from really? Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Hour and a half? Less than an hour and a half. I might I think even it was take an that flight. An hour and 27 minutes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was real quick. So the place itself, what was it like? The place was nice. The resort was nice. It was an all-inclusive um, food, obviously, booze included, activities included. They have 12 bars, 24-hour room service, nine restaurants, I think 11 pools. So it's a ridiculously big property. I don't even know how many rooms. And uh, everything resembled the cruise ship, except we were not moving. So it was it was great. It was fantastic. As I said, it was my first all-inclusive experience, and I loved it. I really did. So you really, can you go into a little bit more detail about how it kind of mirrored the feel of a cruise ship? Yeah. So obviously you check in. I checked in. I actually thought of you because I unpacked in a workmanlike fashion. Yes. I hung my clothes, and where'd, I did Where did the suitcase suit. go? There's a little like area where you can push it underneath the TV and it went in there. And as it happened, I was thinking to take a picture of it and send it to you, but I didn't end up doing it because it's not a cruise ship. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to mess with you. But um, I do the same as you do. I always like to unpack everything and I don't want to see the suitcase until I leave. So, um, so I was given a room. I was actually able to check in early. Um, and uh, I took a tour around the resort and with your room number and room key you're able to do whatever you want to do even though it's all inclusive but you can book things with your room key you can book activities with your room key so it's the same thing as the card that you get on the cruise ship um there was a restaurant where i sat down for lunch as i got there because my friends didn't get there till a little bit later everything is free you sit down just like you sit down on a cruise ship and the restaurant the waiter comes they take your order there's also a buffet option um, there's a swim up bar in the same restaurant. So there's three different varieties of eating. You can sit down and get food. You can take away food to your room and you can go to the swim up bar too. So it's pretty cool. And then there's an ice cream shop. There's a coffee shop. There are shops that you walk past, just like the, the promenade on a cruise ship, uh, like boutique style shops with jewelry and clothing and souvenirs. There's a casino you walk past. If you want to go in and play, you can go in and play anytime. Um, tons of pools, which you don't have on a cruise ship. So you can choose from which pool you want to go to. That's kind of nice, actually. Uh, splash pool for kids. Um, excursion and uh, vacation office where you can book excursions in the, I don't even want to say immediate vicinity because I ended up booking an excursion and it was two and a half hours away. So they have a lot of a lot of options for excursions depending on what you want to do. They have fitness. They have classes in the fitness um, uh, room. They have a beautiful gym, very well equipped. They have three tennis courts. I ended up taking a lesson while I was there. You did. You took um, a tennis lesson. Yeah, I took a tennis lesson with my friend's daughter. Let me ask you a question about the restaurant. The restaurants, uh, is it you kind of just go whenever you'd like? You'd like you just go ch show up or do you have seating times with similar guests that you've seen like at other seatings? Uh, same concept, mainly like a cruise ship. So there's you have to make reservations for the sit down restaurants for dinner. 
Um, there are six o'clock and eight o'clock seatings, I believe six or sorry, no, six and nine, same as a cruise ship. And in specialty restaurants, they had like a Mexican, an Italian, a steakhouse, a Japanese restaurant. There you have to make reservations early and you have the six o'clock and the nine o'clock option. You mentioned before about the excursion that was uh, a good distance away. And me and you, we had an experience going to Mexico and going on an excursion and going to the uh, the Mayan ruins. Uh, I know that was Coba. I know that was specifically chosen by us or maybe me or whatever. I, I wanted to be able to climb it. And knowing full well that the ruins were not going to be as impressive as Chichen Itza, this time you made it to Chichen Itza, didn't you? I did, yeah. What did you get from it? I, I enjoyed some of the stories that they told our tour guide. We really, really liked on our little trip there. I thought he was really cool, um, and he kind of spent some time with us after. So, what what did you take? What were some of your cool takeaways from Chichen Itza? It was very repetitive. Like the tour guide was saying very similar things that we heard together when we went to Koba. Obviously, it's about Mayan culture. They can say two different stories. It's the same story, but it's a different experience. Uh, and you can't, I, I can't decide which one I liked more because this one, obviously, you can't climb. It's not just one pyramid that you can look at there. There's at least a, like a national park type of area and at least a two hour activity where you can just walk around and see all types of, of different ruins and houses and uh, um, astrology whatever castle that was uh, tombs it it was different very different from Koba. Koba was mainly like a I don't know that one thing that we climbed and that was it. We didn't. Well, they really had a couple a other things there. He told us the story about the games that they would have and the sacrifice, the human sacrifice. Same. Yeah. Same. Same. But it's it's very very spectacular, Chichen Itza. Like it looks beautiful. It's one of the seven wonders of the world. One of the seven wonders of the modern world. So it's actually very famous, and a lot of people have the seven wonders of the world on their bucket list. So this would be one of them. It's definitely different than Koba. But I think if someone has the opportunity to do both, you got to do both because you get a completely different experience on both ends. Yeah. So what else did you do? Did you do a cenote again? Yeah, we did a cenote again, obviously a different one. There are like, I don't know, 6,000 cenotes on the Yucatan Peninsula. Mm -hmm. So this was a different one. This one wasn't a closed-in one like ours was. Remember, just, just ours so, was underground. Yeah, just so everybody knows, a cenote, many people do know. But a cenote is basically almost like a natural pool. The land in that area is very unique to the fact that there's almost like sort of like caves where there's like a limestone underground and you can go and kind of go down several flights of stairs, maybe seven or eight flights of stairs in some cases. And all of a sudden there's a clearing and there's an opening where you can kind of stand on rock and you're beside uh, an underwater river, for lack of better terms. And you're basically in this really, really fresh water, kind of like cavey type of environment. And it's literally underground. Is that uh, Did I leave anything out on that? No, you said it very well. And the one we went to when we went to Koba, it was underground. This one obviously was underground, but it has an opening up top. So I was able to take a picture from up top. It's almost like a crater. Uh -huh. So it had open air, like you had open air above you. And you had to go down on stairs, but it wasn't closed in. I kind of liked ours more than I liked this one. Okay. 
Did you uh, spend any time in Playa del Carmen? No, I didn't go that far. Okay. I just uh, I just stayed in the resort and I took this twelve hour bus tour to Chichen Itza and the cenote. Twelve twelve hours. It was a twelve hour tour. It left at nine o'clock in the morning and I didn't get back until eight o'clock at night. Yeah, I would have jumped out, uh, but you know that's different things for everybody. You know, hours was long. The Cobo was long. Was it twelve? It wasn't twelve hours, was it? The cruise ship yeah. wasn't in t- port for twelve hours. It was really long. Remember, we had a hard yeah, time like, getting up and like making it. It was like six hours, I think. It was like six no or way. seven hours. No way. I just remember because you got to take the ferry over, but there's different steps to it. So you take the ferry over, and then you end up on Playa del Carmen, and then there is just a slew of different tours that are going to different places. And I remember just getting on that road, and you could see you made that right. It was like you saw Chichen Itza 40 miles away. Um, but I remember even on that – even on that um, on that tour, when we were on that ferry, they were talking about Chichen Itza. Okay, who's going to Chichen Itza? All right, be prepared for a very long drive. And they, they actually, you could hear the dread in that drive in their voice when they were saying it. Do yes. You, do you remember yes. that? I do, but our tour on the cruise ship was at least 10 hours too because we had to get up really early and we didn't get home until sundown. I'm so going to check. I don't I don't agree. How could, okay. how could, uh, were we... How, 10 hours we weren't even in port for 10 hours just do the math first they put us in that theater until they separated us in groups that was at least an hour okay then the counting that as part of the tour well yeah from leaving to coming home okay then then you get on the on the you were on the bus for 12 hours we had it broken up we were in the auditorium then we were on the ferry then we were on the bus and then we were at the center you you had a tw- you were twelve hours on one bus. That's that's no, aggressive. No 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 no. Don't misunderstand it. I wasn't on a bus for twelve hours. I was on a bus for an hour. We stopped for an hour. Then we got on a bus for twenty minutes. Then we stopped for three hours at Chichen Itza. Then we were on a bus again for twenty minutes. Then we stopped for an hour and a half at the Cenote. And then we were on a bus again for about two hours or so to get back home. So we had it broken up too. Okay. Very well. Um, all right, so let's 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 move on from that. So, was that the highlight of the trip? Would you would say that that trip to Chichen Itza? Yes, and that is the reason why I agreed to go to Mexico because I've been to Mexico before, and I wasn't necessarily eyeing Mexico to go back to. So I said to myself, if I'm going to go again, I have to do something. I can't just sit in a resort for four days. That's unlike me. I have to explore. I have to see something. So, and uh, you're very disciplined. You're very disciplined in your in your vacationing too. You're like I just remember the gap. What you said about uh, Nashville. We have, you know, another possibly twenty plus cones. Maybe planning to go to Nashville to have a good time. And you were like, "Thank you very much. I've seen all I need to see. You, you, and your <laughs> friends can go. If you go to Gatlinburg, I've not been there, so I would consider Gatlinburg. But no, I've done all I need to do in ten- in Tennessee. I don't care how who you bring in. It's not about the people or the or the crew. It's, it's what I need. Uh, Gatlinburg, I will consider. You make me sound like a monster, like a selfish monster. <laughs> well, it's not selfish. It's like you know, you just know what you want. That's all. But Gatlinburg, I, just, I mean, would you really travel all that way for Gatlinburg? Gatlinburg, Gatlinburg seems like a like a like a like I don't know if is that a real destination, Gatlinburg from like Florida? No, I would probably tie it in with something. Like what? I know I not know. Nashville, Charles, Charleston, Charlotte, one of them too. Oh, okay, I got you. All right, yeah. 
Yeah, but that's terrible the way you described my reaction. To I will not Nashville. do Nashville. I will not do Nashville. Well, you know, we're all going. We have this plan. It's going to be a fun time. I won't. I won't. I won't go. I've seen it. I've seen what I need to see from from Nashville. It's all done. But I. I said it to you before that I don't like to spend money on going back to the same places. So here comes Mexico as an example. Again, I've been to Mexico a couple of times before. And the only reason I went back is to see something that I haven't seen before. If I was going to sit in a resort for four days, I probably wouldn't have considered it. There's many reasons, though, why I would go to a place or go on a ship. Like I would always say, uh, you know, at first glance, I would pr prefer not to go on the same cruise ship I've been on before. But if going on this cruise ship is going to be with X amount of people or this different type of thing or this different type of experience that I could experience it through the eyes of these people, like I would, you know, that's a whole different thing. Like, you know, well, but listen, this is why we all vacation differently. It's absolutely exactly. fine. Um, so, all right. So that is definitely one thing that I feel like just being in Mexico in general, I think could be viewed as a, re <clears throat> a replacement towards uh uh, not a replacement, but you know what we're talking about here. Kind of like a little bit of a variant from a cruise, but still having a little bit of the properties of a cruise. Another thing that we've done together that I think that would be um, considered, and I think for me, the ultimate pseudo replacement to a cruise vacation is a trip to Key West. And that's just my thing is because here's, here's a couple of things. First and foremost, you're on an island and when you go to Key West, I've learned, slowly learned to really, really appreciate Key West. I know Key West isn't your favorite place to go. I just, I just have learned to appreciate Key West for what it is. And it is that island life. It is like uh, you're in Florida, but you're a long way from Fort Lauderdale. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just love Key West, don't you? I love Key West and I, and I didn't always. When I first went, it was underwhelming to me. But then now when I go, and especially since cruising is taken away from you, it really, really does. You have the Margaritaville there. You have, you know, the fact that you can literally walk from one side of the one end of the street to the other and see both the sunrise and the sunset you could see the atlantic ocean and the pacific ocean uh just being on the water and just being able to kind of chill and, and the history you know that pan am brewery bar which is the first kind of offices of pan am uh that whole top gun thing uh the jet skiing you could do around the entire island the food, the conch, um, you know, oh, yes, the answer is yes. I absolutely love Key West. And I really do think just being on the water and you're always, you're never far from the water in Key West. I just feel like that is a real, you know, islandy cruise type of experience. And in my travels, it is the closest thing you're going to get to actually being on a cruise vacation. Yeah, that's very true. One thing that I would say, though, and I know you're gonna, you're not gonna like this, is that when I went to Key West once, when I used to live in New York City, I flew into Key West, and I, I, I recommend that flying to Key West. The only thing that you're missing from the drive from Miami to Key West is that seven-mile bridge. It's nice, but to me, it's not worth the drive. That drive to Key West from Miami is brutal. To me, the drive is like the cruise. To me, if you were, if I was going to plan it in the future, I would plan it as though it's a cruise. And I would consider my car being the cruise ship. And I would consider 
each of the keys as its own destination island. Stop at the brewery in Isla Mirada, spend an hour there, maybe even a night. Then go to Marathon, then go to Key Largo, then go to all up and down the coast. You can kind of spend, and then maybe a couple of days in Key West. So to me, just kind of like cruising along, I, I yeah, no, especially when if the sun is in the right position during the right time of day, for me, that drive is, and again, Everybody travels different, but that drive is just as much a part of the vacation as anything else. You just, I mean, I don't know what you mean by brutal because you are just literally sitting in a car. You're not moving, but you're, it's, not, you're not doing it's, work. It's long and boring, and usually there's so much traffic. It, there's nothing to see. I don't know. I, I don't like I that I like drive. seeing the little towns. I see the little, how people live. You see the little hotels. You see the little kind of like elevated condos and stuff like that. Oh, this is Isla Morada. This is where remember, people actually remember, live. Remember we cl- crossed Isla Morada three times? Did we? <laughs> we kept seeing Isla Morada yes, signs. Yes, yes, we did. So, yes. Um, on the way back, it's like Isla Morada. Okay, we left Isla Morada. Now we're entering Isla Morada again and again and again. I'm like, what is going on on this island? Key Largo is the first one, right? Going down, yes. I, I mm-hmm. get excited. You're driving down R95 or the Turnpike, whatever you're on, and you're on. You pass Miami, and then you pass Homestead, and you pass the deep, the deep part of the mainland of the peninsula, and then all of a sudden you have that bridge, that causeway that goes over, and then you see exactly when you are leaving mainland Florida. And Florida's tropical. Florida's nice. Florida's all about palm trees and sunshine and pools and you know frozen drinks and this and that. But when you cross over that causeway, you're going into a different part. You're leaving Florida and you're going to the islands. You're going to what kind of feels like a Caribbean vibe. At the end of the day, when you do get done with the drive, you are literally less than 100 miles away from Cuba. And yeah, that is where I get my escape. Key West in general and the Keys in general is where I really, really feel like, you know, you get that advantage of being able to leave the country almost or leave the mainland, get on a chain of gorgeous islands or whatever. And, 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 but you're still in a very, very manageable driving distance, but I get it. You don't, you don't particularly care for just a lot of that car time. Maybe, but I do agree with you on the Key West thing. So it is as close as you can get to, to being in the Caribbean or you are in the Caribbean. And then you take uh, it a step further. You take it a step further and go out 30 more miles to the dry Tortugas. Yes, yes. And you're in the United States, so you don't need a passport and you don't need a COVID test to come back because I needed a COVID test to come back. Really? Many of these islands require a COVID test even going there. Mexico didn't need it. So Key West is great because you're you're staying within the United States. You have your health insurance. God forbid something happens. You don't need to get swabbed. So absolutely, it measures up with a, with a Caribbean vacation. And you're staying basically home. So when I went to you went to the Dry Tortugas, I went just exploring the island, and I knew that that Pan Am bar was there, and the Pan Am Brewery it is now, and the actual building is you know. So I think it's Front Street. So Duval Street is the party street. You walked up and down Duval Street, and you're having a blast. You could do a bar crawl. You see a lot of wacky characters. If you go a couple of blocks parallel, or maybe it's one block, it's called Front Street, and that's where you're going to catch most of the history, your Hemingway stuff, your Harry Truman Little White House, and then they have this thing called the Pan Am Brewery, and the Pan Am Brewery is where like the offices of the original 
Pan Am airline were. It was basically like a historical building in terms of, you know, the, the airplane or flight travel in, in the country. And uh, you go there and you kind of hang out, you eat, you drink, and they make their own beer there. So I had a couple of beers and I was talking to the bartender and she was, uh, you know, just telling me about her history and how she became a native, not a native. I think they call the natives uh, saltwater conks. The residents and locals who now live there are freshwater conks. And she was telling me she's a freshwater conk. But, you know, as in any city, the bartenders kind of, you know, make their own community and, and travel together and make the best of everything and like enjoy themselves. So they, they go to the dry Tortugas too sometimes. And she told me her experience, like you can actually stay there and camp. And she told me it is freaky because you know bartenders they'll they'll do some drinks and maybe maybe some maybe maybe some psychedelics who knows uh, they'll go down there they'll be on mushrooms and stuff and they'll be drinking and the sun will go down and there's literally no power and it will be freaky you just see every single star that there is to see you see shooting stars and then on the ground there I forgot what was the insect she said. I'm not sure. Oh, there was like these little, um, oh, not like crawfish, little, just little insects that are kind of everywhere. They come out at night and like you kind of step in them and they kind of like, you know, you just kind of, they're, they're harmless, but you just see them everywhere. But, you know, between you being drunk, maybe having some mushrooms, seeing the stars and then these little insects that are covering the ground, it ends up being this crazy, crazy experience, but they do it all the time. So I don't know. Uh, to me, to me, it's just cool. It's it's just life. Like even when going to St. Thomas and meeting some of the bartenders there and meeting some of the people there and learning how they live and how different island life is to what we are used to. And, you know, a lot of people, even me, you know what I mean? I say I'm dying to experience it long term. I don't even know. It may, it may like, uh, it may prove to be something that I'm not built for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because who knows? You know the, the rarity of the things that we take for granted, like like power. You know what I mean? Like power and uh, and everything else. It, it's not as readily available. I mean, it's readily available. Power, water, milk. These are all things that are, are on every convenience store and everywhere surrounding us here. But when you go to these islands, these remote islands, you know, you see people collecting rainwater for water. You see people always talking about how you know the the grid is down and the power's down and you know all these insects and you know the price of milk is like fourteen dollars and if you're gonna get meat you have to show up on the right day because a lot of times it takes a long time to get there and you have to sift through like imagine going to the meat aisle and you know when you go to uh you know go to get onions or tomatoes you you look through them to make sure they're not rotten you got to do that for meat too oh I don't know. I I don't think I would do well with island life. No, Princess Beatrix would, would not. No, you would no. not. I would probably last a little longer than you, but no, you would not. Yeah, I, I would probably do it for like six months. I could plow through it, but it's not something that I would do long term. No way. No way. No, huh? Mm-mm. I don't think you would last long either. Remember the time when you were thinking to move to St. Thomas? Yeah. Do you? Th- how long do you think you would be able to put in there? It's a good question. Years? I would just have to see how it would go. Like, again, you know, I, I couldn't predict it. I, I just couldn't predict it. I, I really feel like I would like it. And there'd be so many things about it that I did love. <clears throat> but as far as uh, long term, I think the biggest thing would be for me is just being so far away from anybody I knew. Yeah, exactly. That would be exactly. the biggest thing. Such a remote location, so hard to get to land and... 
yeah, eventually it will get to you. I think it has its charm for a few weeks, a few months maybe. But after a while, I think it would get to someone like you who is used to city life, basically. Shut and New York City out of all of them. Yeah, shout out to Tara from St. Thomas, the Cincinnati girl. She, she, um, when she came to Orlando after, you know, she lived in St. Thomas, but when she came to Orlando, we had a couple of drinks. She stayed over the next day. She's like, can I, can we please go to a Target or a Walmart or something? And she went absolutely nuts. She bought a laptop yeah. she, because it's just so far into that. They have a Kmart, but there's like, very sparse there's hardly anything in there so it's a different life you know what i mean it's just a matter of if if you can adapt to it is, yes. is if you can so who knows um all right so that's pretty much it so we talked about some of the things that the cones would like to do as far as uh possible replacements for cruising uh we talked about your trip to cancun and we covered a little bit of key west which i think is in my book the ultimate and it's kind of ironic because we're talking about Key West being a great replacement to cruising during a time when very, very recently Key West was uh, banished. Oh, Key West banished cruise ships. So it's a little wacky. But Beatrix, you want to hang out for a couple of emails? Oh, I would love to. It's my favorite part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's do the intro. Let's do it. All right, ready? Go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. If you want to be a part of the show, if you like the email selection of the show, it is important that you continue this whole party we have going on with the emails. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Please do not hesitate at all ever. If you have a question, if you have a comment, a concern, whatever, let's just talk some shit in the email. Send me an email. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Uh, hey, Cones. And if it's addressed, hey, Cones, you know who it is. Hey, Cones, COVID strikes again. We were booked for a five-night MSC Davina cruise over Thanksgiving week out of Miami. We got an email from MSC stating that our cruise had been changed. They have now put us on a seven-night cruise over Thanksgiving week out of Miami. The new ship assignment was MSC Armonia. Oh, boy. This broke-ass ship carries 2,000 passengers and was built in 2000. No, thank you. Besides, we can't do a seven-night cruise on a family reunion. Five nights max. You know what they say <laughs> about fish and relatives. So, uh -huh. we are... Uh, hold on. So, we are now booked on a car on Carnival Sunrise. Five nights out of Miami, Nassau, <clears throat> Half Moon K, Grand Turk, and a sea day to end the cruise. I love the Carnival product, and I'm excited to try the Sunrise. My idea was this. If any cruise line is going to get back to cruising in somewhat normal capacity, it will be Carnival. I really can't trust that MSC is going to pull, pull it off without a bunch of weird changes between now and November. Who really knows what these Euros are thinking? Too unpredictable. Still booked. One from Sacramento. One throwing a little racism at the end of that. We always are, you know, we're always okay with, I'm kidding. He was being funny and he talked about, uh, yeah, MSC. The MSC cruise experience being a little bit different, um, especially since, you know, yes, the Davina is one thing. The Davina, I know uh, Austin Maxwell has spoken about the Davina, and the Davina experience, if you're with the right crew, is not that bad. So that's good news. But the Armonia is uh, a different level. The Armonia is basically uh, makes a Carnival Fantasy class ship look like Oasis of the Sea. So you definitely want to maybe steer clear of that. I think you made the right decision. What do you think, Beatrix? 
I think he made the right decision too. I'm just I'm just curious to see if it's going to happen. I hate to say that. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. I said it. I talk a lot about that in the uh early part of the show how there just really is no uh there's no real sign. There's no real sign, but you have to think something will happen by then. You know, everybody's quiet. You know, all the noise that they were making, Frank Del Rio and Arnold Donald and Richard Fain, they were really going to war. And I'm talking like six months ago, they were going to war. Six months later, we're no closer to cruising. And it seems like everybody's kind of quieted down. I don't know what happened, but one, I definitely think you made the right call. Uh, Carnival, the carnival experience, you know what you're getting. It's no question about it. The Carnival Sunrise is a newly revamped ship. I believe that was the... um, what was it? The T. It's some triumph. It was the Carnival Triumph, but they fixed that up and made it real, real nice. And you're going to Nassau. You're going to Half Moon K. Beautiful day. Grand Turk. And you're getting a, an experience. I believe you upgraded. You did the right thing. No. Absolutely. You are 100% correct for saying no to the Armonia. Special <laughs> for seven days on that thing. Jeez, that's got to be rough. And, of course, you're still booked. Hi, Tommy. Just make this really short. First time sending you an email. I was just listening to your podcast, and you mentioned about the art auction. On my last cruise on Carnival Spirit to New Zealand out of Melbourne, Australia, in March of 2020, the very last cruise before it all went to shit. Our friend that went that that we were cruising with loves art, so it was early. So. So it was early on that my wife and I and our friend ended up at the art auction. Now, this was my third cruise and I had never been to the art auction before as it was something that didn't that didn't bother me. I had never been to the art auction before as it was something that didn't bother me. I don't really understand that part. Yeah, he didn't have interest in it before. Oh, okay, But didn't bother him. Yeah, I think he meant he didn't have interest in it before. Like he wasn't bothered by going. Gotcha. My friend showed signs early on that she was keen to spend so the champagne being uh being thrown around was crazy okay so she was showing some interest and if they think they got a live bite they're gonna send plenty of champagne over to you so that makes sense i had a great time and i had quite a shine as a result does that mean drunk yes I had a great time and quite a shine, okay? So by the end of the cruise, my friend had spent $35,000 Australian on art, approximately 27000 US, and my wife <laughs> ended up with a 750 uh, $590 US print for free. Um, I would check, I would, I would, I would get that, um, I would get that evaluated. What's the, appraised, uh, right? Yes, yes, yes. They tell you it's $590 for free. Maybe, maybe it is. That's just one crazy snippet of our last cruise before COVID, and perhaps I might expand on the rest of the cruise another time. Please do. Uh, anyway, love the show, and your ev- and I love the show, and his, your evolving. I think you wrote this with a phone. Anyway, love the show, and his, you're evolving through these times until we can get back to cruising and you i think if you write the word you in there anyway love the show and you and you who knows anyway love the show and you're evolving through these times until we can get back to cruising brad taylor 
so Brad mentioned something about the auctions. I talked about the auctions and just being like the, the guy was just really talented. The auctioneer was really talented. He was funny. He was uh, hysterical. And like I say, you, you go to a lot of cruise ship entertainment. You see a lot of comedians, these jugglers, this and that. They don't put anybody more entertaining in the area where they can get somebody to get champagne. And all of a sudden they're spending $35,000 on art. You know what I mean? That is insane. This guy spent twenty-seven grand on art on a cruise oh, yeah, ship. Yeah, thirty-five. Okay, you're right. Thirty-five Australian to twenty-seven U.S. But I'm just saying oh. that's just one person, right? So yeah, that's insane. When you talk about your displacement of talent and entertainment, where you want to put that money? The people who are able to 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 just I guess generate that talent. Are you going to put the most talented people in a decades show? That half the cruise line isn't even going to pay attention to, or you're going to put it in a money, uh, a revenue generating center like a cruise auction. That's why I said I bought freaking a couple of thousand dollars worth of art. I didn't pick it up. <laughs> I didn't pay for it <laughs> or that pick it up. Fun. That is funny. I actually mm. listened to your rec- recent podcast where you said that because you never picked it up, they didn't charge you. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that they do that. Me too. That they don't charge you. They should charge you because even if you're drunk and you're making these purchases. No, because then they got to comp- give it to you. They got to make sure you get it. You know what I mean? I didn't get it. So I would charge you. I would charge you right away and Why? I would make you sign the paper when you're drunk because you have the money. And then from there on, it's your responsibility no, to pick it up. be very ethical of you, Beatrix. You know, <laughs> it's business. It is. It is business. And it's true. It's like there must be such a disparity to what they think they're leaving with on that particular day and what they actually leave with by the end of the ship based on people not picking. Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe they just, it was an oversight. All I know is I definitely ordered a bunch of things. So they'll tell you, this is because the guy is so good. He'll tell you, and this is a Peter Max. And he tells you the whole story about when it was made and why it's so rare and why you need to get it and this and that. And it's really, this is, you're looking, ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at a $25,000 work of art. I mean, this is not, and then, you know, usually throw-ins are throw-ins, okay? But we have a couple of pieces that are going to go along with this piece, and this is made to complement it. And then they they sell you on that, and then this $25,000 piece of art, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, if I told you, if I told you, I could start you up at $1,200. Would I have a bidder? Would I have a bidder? There's one, there's one for 1200 Do I have one for 1400 Do I have one? And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I mean, this is worth $25,000. I'm going to, I'm going to walk out of here with, I'm going to, I'm going to pay 2500 for it. If I want to sell it, I'll make a profit. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's what they get you thinking. They're so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it may very well be a $25 painting from Target. And yeah, they talk but that's about where the champagne smokes. comes in, Beatrix. That's what a pinch. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a complete ripoff. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, it's a ripoff if, you know, it's the same thing with the watches. You know what I mean? You know, yes. but I don't think the watches you get beat on. I just think that you don't get as good as the, because I think the watch is probably worth 300. They just tell you it's worth 900. And they're saying it's like a, uh, you know, 60% off or, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. And then you get yeah. it for like 300 and 300 is the actual price. I don't think I you often- get I often wonder who goes on a cruise ship to buy art and a watch. Like, the, the why watch, on a yeah. cruise ship? Well, the watch. I, even a, I watch the watch. I understand because if they're saying, "Listen, this is what we do. We have good, do give, we give good deals on watches, 
on cruise ships because it's easy to get it off the ship. You know what I mean? You could do that. I could see now. Yes, it's probably a scam. You're probably paying whatever you're supposed to pay for that watch. Cause I did do the research. You get online, you go on, um, you know, you go on Amazon or you go on eBay or these sites. You do see, you can get these watches for what you paid for them. So I think you're actually just paying what you're supposed to pay for the watch with the mm-hmm. art. It's a little different because Who's gonna freaking stumble off a cruise ship with all their luggage and a bunch of <laughs> yes. and a bunch of paintings strapped to their head? Like I know, it's just weird. I agree with you on the on the art. It's definitely a little weird. Oh, you're gonna like this one, Beatrix. <clears throat> Go for it, Tommy. Hit me up on Gatlinburg. I may. <laughs> oh, I'm coming. I may not be able to make Nashville, but I will definitely catch up with you in Gatlinburg. I live in Bristol, Tennessee, just outside the area, and no Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge. Okay, at least he said Pigeon Forge because I wasn't going to go. If you didn't know Pigeon Forge, if you were, if I'm not going to go anywhere near there. Pigeon Forge. That's funny. The way you, uh, I know Gat for for the way. Hold on. I love. Um, I live in Bristol, Tennessee, outside of the area, and I know Gatlin, Gatlinburg slash Pigeon Forge the way you know cruising. Okay, got it. Okay. Okay. So okay. he's an expert. He knows Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge the way. So he's. So we have a we have ourselves a tour guide in Gatlinburg. That's what it looks like. Okay, but okay. again, I wasn't going to do it as long as the Pigeon Forge is included. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like you not going to Nashville, I'm set on Betsy's Pigeon Forge, too. The way you know cruising, it's definitely a place worth a visit and has more than enough attractions and just absolute fun to keep you busy for at least a week, any time of the year. I am also a season pass holder for Dollywood, so we can go there at no cost to you. Uh, Maybe I wasn't supposed to read that on the air, Uh, which is a full day in itself. Wesley. Wesley, I... I got to look it up again because, again, I'm going to tell you something, man. Traveling Robert just doesn't disappoint, man. I don't know if you kept up watching him or not, but there are just hours and hours and hours of footage of Traveling Robert with that very, very calming, smooth voice with the nice music going over it and then him with the camera showing you some of the most beautiful, gorgeous destinations anywhere. And, yes, um, a lot of times I'll put them on. So people say, this is what you do, Tommy. You go home and you just watch hours of Traveling Robert. <laughs> but that's not that what makes, it was. That makes you sound so creepy. No, I don't. Why is it creepy? <laughs> I can just envision this well, whole thing. Like you I'm get home st- from work and then you pour yourself a glass of wine. And, you, <laughs> and I stare at Traveling Robert. <laughs> and I watch his interactions with the townspeople and get mad oh. when they're rude to him. Don't you be rude to Traveling Robert. <laughs> no this I, is funny no it's just i you know it just i have it it's a lot of times it's background stuff to me like if i'm tidying up or if i'm passing out it's just here robert and then another trip down the road and we are and he just really he has that calming voice i'm definitely not stalking traveling robert everybody calm <laughs> down but he showed he showed gatlinburg the other day and man it looked it looked fun it was like a lot it was like a little country town in the middle of the hills, and I don't know, you know, Wesley's probably going to correct me on half the stuff I say about it, but it just looked cool. Like, the hotels looked very quaint, and it just looked like a unique place to go. So, if you're in, I'm in. Let's definitely do it. I would like to do, like, maybe like a, maybe two days in Gatlinburg, three days in Nashville on the way. I'm down. What do you think, Beatrix? I mean, not oh, the I- Nashville part. 
<laughs> You're so funny. I love it. I can't uh, carry on with the emails, but I wanted to ask you, um, <laughs> when are you guys planning to do this? I want, I want to think like late August, early September. Oh, that's pretty far out. Okay. All right. I was also... I was also noticing that the prices for hotels were better in August than they were in September, which surprised me. Me too, because school starts. You would think that people are uh, dropping rates in September because they want people to come. Yep. Tommy, are there any circumstances on any cruise where cruise where passengers can buy and consume on board a bottle of duty-free liquor? Thanks, Tommy. Daniel. Daniel Roberts. Uh, the, to my knowledge, the answer is no. Have you ever heard of that, Beatrix? No, unless you smuggle it. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about legally, right? Yeah, no, um, yeah. no way. Uh, if you're talking about illegally, uh, there are endless ways to do it. And <laughs> you actually had a podcast about this. Yeah. I did a YouTube show about it, right? Oh no, that was about <laughs> beating the 15 drink drink minimum. Yeah. <clears throat> but Beatrix, tell me, tell them what I did. No, let's leave it alone. I actually did it on the um, Oasis of the Seas. Harmony. Harmony, Harmony when the we seas, went yeah. together. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. But then the funny thing is that it ended up getting on the ship. You had it in the room for seven days, and then you had to take it back down because you didn't finish it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I had to take some of it off the ship, yeah. Yeah. So what yeah, I did was get a, uh, a a 12-pack of water. And it was a 12-pack of water I purchased the morning of. So I had just rolled into the Cade compound from New York after a 24-hour drive or whatever it was. And the morning of, I got a 12-pack and a couple of bottles. And through all my preparing and moving, I was literally moving in. I was moving in uh, at about 10 o'clock at night, only to be cruising the next day. And then the next morning, I was able to get the 12-pack of water. I un- I unloaded. I carefully pulled the bottles out one by one while maintaining the integrity of the packaging. And on the three, so they were like, uh, I guess, what would you say, a liter and a half or, or a liter size, like a quart size, whatever it was. Dumped it out, filled it with vodka, and I had the middle three. So I had the 12-pack. I was able to carefully put everything back in, and the middle three bottles of water were filled with uh, clear vodka and it worked out perfectly and it got on board the ship and they didn't even bring it to our room they brought it to i guess a staging area on the deck that we were on that they had all the baggages and the uh you know the whatever drinks or whatever people brought on the ship they kind of loaded it onto the floor and then they were going to take it to each room and I remember I took it from that staging area and brought it to our room. You know what I mean? That was it. I think it was, I think and it, was it made it. I think it was going to make it no problem anyway. But uh, yeah, that was it. So yeah, you know, times are tough. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I don't condone it. I don't say this is something you should do. Royal Caribbean, if you're listening, I do apologize. And, um, you know, I understand if I will never be able to run for Royal Caribbean office. I do get that. But um, <laughs> it, it's something I did. And it's my 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 history my past and i i, I can't take it away can't take it but away. you you may get canceled over this so be careful yeah i may get i may get canceled uh if the cancellation comes i will have to you know do my time and step away for a little while but hopefully we can <laughs> deal with that um but to answer the question the email is no the answer is no you can't no you, you can't, can't you can't you can't but there is a way you can i mean uh the the store you can you can buy yourself booze a bottle of booze and have it in your room so you can't go it has to be on the ship yeah so before you get on the ship 
you can order booze to be brought to your room. Full bottles of booze brought to your room at a surcharge of about $100, $90, this and that. Like what you would pay for it if you were in a uh, lower-end nightclub. Hold on. Also, also, the cruise ship allows you to bring a couple bottles of wine on board, right? Is this is this true? They always did. They always yeah. allowed for some wine to come on board, and you could have that with dinner. I think it was like a a two bottleable a two bottleable <laughs> two bottle a two, two bottleable per person. Yeah, two bottles per person, and I think it was like a regular size uh, seven fifty milliliter. Um, yes, and then uh, you would have to pay a corkage fee as well for that. But um, yeah, that was another time. I, you know, there's endless amount of ways to get the booze on board. If if you hit me up, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, if you want to know some of them. But the Bon Voyage package is legal. You can purchase the Carnival Fun Shops. Uh, Royal Caribbean does it. There's a bunch. You'll see packages. Sometimes they do a bottle and then a bunch of mixers too, and you could have that in your room. Yes, you don't pay the net regular twenty thirty dollars retail for the bottle. You have to pay like it's a nightclub, but it's still probably better than it would be if you were trying to uh, get it by drink. You probably save money when it comes to uh, you know if you compared it to actually buying it at the bar without without having the drink package. Yes. But that's about it. I think we've said a lot. I think we've said uh, uh, more than we needed to on a lot of these subjects. Uh, Beatrix, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. I hope I wasn't screaming in this episode like I was screaming in the previous I one. I think you so were screaming I louder. I was thinking about that as you were talking. I'm like, she's talking about the last time. I think she's screaming more this time. Really? Oh, We love like- it, though. Okay. All right. Well, nobody I'll had be back a, screaming. Nobody I'll be back had a, screaming. <laughs> yeah, nobody had a problem with it last time. Nobody's going to have a problem with it this time. And it wasn't screaming. I think it's just, you know, you're you're on the air. You're broadcasting. You have to be heard. That's all it is. It's just easier to do it when I'm in the same room with you in a, in front of a microphone than doing it over the phone. This is a little bit weird, strange. Beatrix, I prefer doing podcasts with you when you're sitting on my bed as well. But <laughs> At this time, this is all we have. This is all we have to work have to work with. So we got to deal with it, right? Yes, but it's my pleasure. I can't wait to do it again, ladies and gentlemen. We have a Facebook group. It's called Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It is our community. It's where we kind of bond together as a team. We march through these trying times together. We we give support to each other. All those types of things at uh, the Always Be Booked. Uh, cruise and travel lounge on facebook you can check me out on youtube i could use the views guys give me some views on youtube always be booked is the name of the channel we also have instagram always be booked check that out and of course the patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked uh i like to do a show a day during my restaurant opening week it's been a little bit difficult so we've been a little light on that but uh theoretically it's a show every day sometimes it's every other day uh uh, Tommy, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. You sign on for $5 a month and you are a super cone. It's also a great way to support this show that you're listening to right here. So uh, I guess Beatrix, until, uh, until I end up moving back into Florida, Beatrix, what's your prediction? When will I, if I will, when will I end up back in Florida? Uh, July. 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 That's Wait, what it is. when's your lease up? October 1st. Okay, October 1st. That's yeah. my prediction because okay. you're going to sit out your lease. Yeah, I'm definitely going to sit out the lease. I got I to gotta, I gotta run, the, run the course of the lease, but that's about it. You could be right. You could be right. We will see. 
Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Beatrix. We'll talk to you soon. Boat drinks, Cones. Boat drinks. Ciao. Perfect. Did you stop it? So good. There's two things I wanted to say, but I didn't say it. Okay, at the end when you at the end when you were plugging Patreon and everything else and your lounge and everything, I was gonna say the lounge where we don't travel shame people. <laughs> <laughs> but I was careful because maybe there are some people who just like judge us for traveling. So I'm like, maybe I should just stay quiet. That's one. And the other thing you may want to cut out when you were talking about Key West, you said that you can see the Pacific from Key West. I did yeah and you can't see the pacific from key west so you may want to take that out well it's lucky i'm still recording so we'll just leave that in oh <laughs> but that's about it you know what i mean i think you're right yeah. i think you're right all right good i can't wait to hear it all right adios thank, thank you again for doing it ciao i hear the scraping's back the cooking's back <laughs> I'm cooking again. Yes, I stopped scraping for an hour and a half. <laughs> now I'm back to scraping. <laughs> All right, enjoy your Hungarian meal. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one part set of a nine-on tree And the drinks set cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Oh